And we're back. <sighs> Hi, Rachie. Hi, Brooke. Oh, that's weird. You never say my I name. I don't ever call you Brooke. I feel like what I the say. Fuck do I call I you? I feel like I say your name a lot. Ugh, probably. Rachel. 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 You don't refer to me as anything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, welcome we'll visit back. that later. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Let me talk to my therapist about it first. Um, welcome back to our podcast. Don't know what episode it is. No one knows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. The name of which is? It's probably fine. It's because probably fine. guess what? It's probably fine. You know what? It wasn't fine earlier. The vibe was thrown off a couple different times. Yeah. But we finally got the vibe back, and I think we're ready to we go. We got our, yeah, we're rolling. We got our wits about her. Yeah. Got a little amped up. Yep. And we have some wine, mm-hmm. which was part of the plan, but it turns out that Derek doesn't know us at all. <laughs> After Derek came back, he was like, oh, I'll just go, I'll go get the wine. He comes back and takes them out of their brown paper bags. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, oh, buddy, both those red, both of them. Two bottles. And he was like, yeah, you had white last week. I thought you'd want red this week. And we were like, eh. <laughs> wrong answer. <laughs> wrong again. Like them. Yeah, no, it's fine. But I think whites just have my heart. Right. You know. The red just hits different. It hit you're right. It hits different. If you know, it you hits know. It's different. It just does. <laughs> oh man. Where should we even begin today? We've got a lot of stuff on the agenda. Yes. Don't know. Do you want to we'll... do an overview? An agenda overview and then break it down? Sure. Uh, okay, Brooke, what's the what's the agenda? Because uh, I don't fucking know. Okay, <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, so I know something. We'll talk about what our actual topic is going to be today. Yes, and then when we're ready to get to it, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rachel and I are going to do an explains segment where I explain something that I'm interested in but know nothing about, and then Rachel does the same. <laughs> And so that's going to be kind of our main segment. But we've got some. some My whole life is an explained segment. (laughs) What do you mean? I feel like that's my whole life. I just don't know a lot about it, but I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) That's why we have a podcast. (laughs) I feel like I'm constantly just talking out of my ass. We love talking. Oof. Day and night she talks. Day and night she talks. (laughs) So we'll do that. But first, there's just a couple things that. I wanted to talk about, I guess. Some housekeeping some, items. Some housekeeping. <laughs> I some hate just, that. I know. But I'm what What else? It, it's just the miscellaneous. Yeah. We've got some miscellaneous things that I just need to, because this, this is another part of my therapy, just getting to just say shit on a microphone, and maybe people will listen to it. Yeah. I just like to feel heard, guys. So, okay, the first thing I want to talk about is how, uh, I don't know what episode this is going to be. But this past week, Rachel and I just launched our first episode of the podcast on Spotify and... On Brooke's birthday. Yeah. Well, the day a, before, it but... It was a birthday present for me. Yeah. And ev- it's out there. It's, Her mm-hmm. insides are out there for the pickings. <laughs> God. For the vultures. Oh, no. That Sorry, was, that sounds mean. That was rough. Also for the, the nice people who are... Who are good to us. Mm-hmm. So the nice ones. People have now listened. It, it's felt really exciting, but also really vulnerable. I just need to, a few minutes to talk through my complete mental breakdown over hearing my voice on the <laughs> podcast for the first time because it was incredibly traumatic. Really? 
Did you not ex- have that experience? I felt very nasally, but I also was hearing myself get drunker and drunker in the podcast. Like, yes. Sh- oops. Sorry. Spoiler alert. We we tied one on. We like to have a beverageino from Be- time to time. Beverageino. Fuck with us. Yeah. So um, that's that also might be why the first episode's a little rambly. <laughs> <laughs> we hopped we hopped around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thank we, you, wine. We rode the box wine train all horde all the way to Drunk Town. Yeah. <laughs> the next day hurt. I, it, it, it sure it, did. It hurt. It hurt real good. I actually started to like myself more the drunker I got. But I took some notes. Let me just get my thoughts out there. I'm fully welcome to your thoughts. So as I, I guess, I don't need to talk about what I don't like about it. Mm-mm. But I Googled, I hate my voice. What do I do? <laughs> How do I learn to not hate my voice? You know, all those weird things that you Google. And then I stumbled upon this uh, podcast coach whose name now escaped. Oh, okay. I wrote it down. Uh, Jenna. He's a pod. No, he's a podcast performance coach by the name of Tim Wolberg. And I stumbled upon his website and he gives tips on how to not hate your voice. So I wrote down some. Thank you. Let's go. (laughs) I like mediocrely am okay with my voice. But I mostly just block it out. I don't want to visit that part of me. Well, don't get excited. Okay. (laughs) So he says, what you need to do is you need to get over your ego. Just get over it. Okay. Like, get past your ego. The ego is the issue? (laughs) Like, you you believe that you have this beautiful voice and you're like, oh, shit, that's wrong? No, because having a thinking you have a beautiful voice would be having an opinion about it. So if you lose your ego, then you are very neutral. So I get the concept, but it's like, oh, bada bing, bada boom, Tim, thanks a lot. Now I don't have an ego. It's that easy. (laughs) Let me call my therapist. Tell him I won't be back. So he said that the first step was suck it up. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. And immediately, <laughs> my feelings were very hurt. I was already in a fragile state. Well, this Tim guy sounds like a real egghead. And so I skipped that paragraph, as you could have probably guessed. Yes. The next one is helpful. You are your worst critic. Mm-hmm. You got to know that. No one, hopefully, the vast majority, isn't going to hate my voice as much as I do. Yeah. He also went on to talk about how... Uh, the experience of you hearing your voice on a recording is much different than you hearing yourself talk. And he, there's actually science behind it. And I, I read it and it made sense. And I was like, I'll remember that for the podcast. And now I'm just like, science. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically said, there's something with the sound. I don't know. But it, it is a weird experience for you to hear your voice on a recording. Yeah. I took I, that I away. 100% get that. Mm-hmm. And with you being your biggest critic, your critic is going... My inner critic, as I said to Derek earlier, was very hard at work when I was listening to the podcast and telling me all of these things. Uh, for reference, my inner critic looks like a cross between Fear from Inside Out and Eustace from Courage the Cowardly Dog, the grandpa. <laughs> and he's a sneaky little bastard. I've done a lot of work on him. He's not supposed to be in the conference room leading the meeting. He is supposed to have been semi-retired in the garden, but every so often he creeps up and he was just like, you sound stupid, you idiot. Oh no. I know. I know. So you are your biggest critic. The next thing is he said to practice, read out loud. Not going to do that. Um, And then the last thing he said, which is something that Derek has told us Mm -hmm. repeatedly, content is king. 
So, as long as we're bringing... People will not care about our annoying voices. Exactly. As long as what we're saying hits to their squishy parts. Exactly. Not, not their genitals. It's, that's kind of what you it sounds like to me. Genitalia. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I then had a really strong urge to point out all of my flaws with the hope that no one would make fun of me. <laughs> because I already called it out. Yeah. No, you get ahead of the game. But I'm not going to do that. No. Because we don't need to. Yep. So make fun of me, everyone. I have a heart of steel. Yeah. You know You know what they say. What? I am rubber. <laughs> you are glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me <laughs> and sticks to you. <laughs> you know what? It's, I, the, it's the age-old wisdom. <laughs> I'm healed. I'm healed. And that's all you need, right? That's all I need. Why did we have so issues much. as children once we heard that? I wish I would have just started with that. Yeah, God. So can I, can I can I <laughs> tell you what I was writing in my notes while you were saying that? Is that what you were doing? Yes. I thought you were texting and my feelings were really oh, hurt. I'm no, real sensitive no, today. I am shut down on anyone. No one lives except for Leo. No one sur- No one is alive past these three people in the room or okay. well, us three people in the room whatever it doesn't matter Continue. I want I actually want to play the game called how much money <laughs> would I pay to, <laughs> I can't how much money would I pay to see what Brooke Googles in a week <laughs> should we have a segment called Brooke Google this weird thing this week <laughs> Like, Brooke, I'm telling you, I would be so sad if you died, but I know that I'll probably be the person that erases your history on your laptop, but you know for sure I'm I'm going elbows deep in that before I erase everything because I want to know the inner workings. I just... No, you the, don't. The amount of money that I would pay, because I know from the tidbits that you have given me over the last zillion years of our friendship... And the thing, you'd be like, hey, do you know what I Googled the other day? And I'd be like, wow, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I would pay so much fucking money. I think I would sell my house to know everything you Google in your whole life. Rachel, did you see the color completely drain from my face? I know. I, I, I felt your butthole pucker. <laughs> I, I felt it pucker it from a over fan, here. A phantom pucker. It was. A phantom like, puckering situation. I, I, I felt... I know your your palms are sweating. My right palms now. are sweating right now. <laughs> because, I'm looking at my because I'm trying also, to look at it right now. Also, if you <laughs> were to ask me what I Google in a week, I'd be like, I'd rather I'm gonna go kill myself now. <laughs> like I'm I'm dead. I don't care. After I'm dead, you can look at anything you want to, uh-huh. but I'm gonna be dead first. This is, <laughs> this is a good idea for a segment, actually. You said you wrote that down. I would be willing to 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 bring information to the table that I felt comfortable with. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to bring something from Derek's Google history Ooh, and not tell him. Yes. <laughs> I've actually looked at Nick's Google history before, not on purpose, but like if he I gives have, me his phone and he's like, hey, look up something. So, and then it, it just pop, it populates. Like it, it, the whole freaking thing just... just mm-hmm runs down the list i for sure have looked at derek's when he's like oh look up this address for this thing and i'm just like <laughs> why, <laughs> are you mind if I do? why are you googling that derek oh well, cool see my experience was a little different nick's was very boring i know it was most of the time weather it's like- sports uh something with construction i don't know whatever it is with his yeah. job 
uh, directions, menus to places. There was nothing. There was nothing obscene. Or, I, I think, know it was. Really I think boring. Derek's has been like politics. <laughs> just politics. He just Google's politics. It's like politics. <laughs> com. And then <laughs> blonde dead celebrities. L shaped tools, or <laughs> I don't even know, like something, some weird tool thing, or like a. It's just all very practical. Yeah. And then there was like one good sprinkling one in there, and I can't remember what it was for the life of me. But I don't worry, I held it on. It's a, it's a little morsel. Did you want to hear something really embarrassing? Yes. So this was back in the day when uh, I was dating. I was dating my ex, and I think I had my computer up. And I went to Google something, and I had just recently Googled his ex-girlfriend Uh-oh. to try to search her, I, probably Facebook or MySpace or whatever, mm-hmm. and I went to type something with the first letter of her name, and her name popped up in the Google search, Ouch. and I wanted to crawl into a hole. Ouch. That's a, that's an that's a ouchy one. And he was not super kind about it. He Uh-oh. was just like... What, what was he super kind about? Well, though? that's... Ri- but, uh, <laughs> And that's another story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just started sweating again. Thinking, okay, can we change the topic? Anyway, shame, 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 blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Moving on, I hate my voice. Sorry if you hate it too. Don't come for me. Um, oh, so another thing. I get to be alone this weekend because my husband is going out of town for a bachelor party. Yes. I put that in my notes as well. Yep. I love being alone. I fucking love being alone. He hasn't left. Well, I mean, we've been in quarantine for, oh it's going on eight months now. Ten years. Right, yeah. right. It's been 84 oh years. Oh my God, has it really, I, in my head, I always have, I'm playing six months. Has it been March? Right, August, September, October. I'm telling you, I went on shutdown at We're on on seven. March, March 16th or 17th mm-hmm. was when I got furloughed. Don't worry, guys. I have a job now. I'm back at the same job, but we got furloughed for two weeks because we thought that's that's how long this pandemic would last. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's fucking October. We're still here. It's like Groundhog Day every fucking yep. day. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so Nick's going to be gone. I'm looking real forward to it. I am going to get weird, take my pants off. What food are you going to order? I have not even... cooking for yourself. Absolutely I know. Not. Absolutely not. I haven't even thought about it. I know. Uh, maybe maybe Mexican. Nick never want, wants to get Mexican food. Okay. Okay. I I love that. This is 31 wild Saturday night. <laughs> I weirdly want to be a uh, part of this conversation. You we know, should like, FaceTime while you're shampooing your rug. <laughs> Can you cut that out? Derek, <laughs> Derek fix it. It's not my vagina. Also, guys, it's actually my area rug in my fucking living room that smells like a dog. I set an alarm on my phone to load up the carpet shampooer in my my car before we meet up on Saturday morning. You're going to you're going to get this rug clean. Cleaned. It's going to be clean. No, I I do also on the side note want to FaceTime you while you're doing your rug. I know. What I want to do is do half (gasps) and then not do the other half and do that really satisfying shit where I was like, remember how disgusting I was? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not anymore. Yep. Look at this side. Mm -hmm. Look at that side. Look at this side. I feel really down with it. I'm very excited. You were were telling me about a time when you had to ask Derek. Yes. So what what you were saying about how you can get weird. Uh Uh-huh. Because you're by yourself and you get to do the the deep dark things, mm-hmm. which is never really even that exciting. But to it's, me, it is. 
Well, no, I mean like the things aren't technically oh, exciting. Oh, no, I'm not. It's it is not exciting like, to get to do those things. But right. The right. things themselves are not exciting. So I recently. Bit, yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh my God, it was Monday. So it was Wednesday today. So two days ago, I text Derek. Derek texts me. He goes, oh, are you picking up Leo or I am? And I was like, or I, have you, I, I'm getting Leo. He said something like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I said, all right, well, this is really embarrassing, but I'm, like, waxing my vagina right now, <laughs> so please text me on your way home so I know your ETA. Do you know Do you know what's funnier about that? What? Is that you were embarrassed that Derek would come home while you were waxing your vagina, yet I got a Snapchat photo of the wax strip. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and proud, baby. And Dude, I was, I was like, like look at these yeah. follicles. I was just going to say that. And then there's like some of them were the follicles and the little thing on the end where you know you really scoop it all out. And I felt every scoop. (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm texting Derek and I said I just I didn't even want to be like oh I'm doing something weird please tell me when you're coming home it's not uh, like sleeping with another man. (laughs) Um, And so I was like looking at the clock, looking at the clock going, I just haven't got a fucking text message. So I'm just going to keep just waxing my beef. Like, <laughs> and, and so I hear his car pull up in the driveway and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Were you in the living room? Oh yeah. Oh my God. I was because like, it's my was bathroom the, has terrible the lighting. Open? No, Okay. absolutely not. And so I like <laughs> had no pants on. I know I have a certain amount of time because it takes a while to get Leo out of the car and all this stuff. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I, and it was like, <laughs> ripped a ra- wax strip real quick. And I was like, motherfucker. Ah! And I had to like put all these wax strips into a plastic bag because I figured Leo was going to come and try to fucking play with them. And I was like, oh my God, this is why I texted you, man. I had my shame corner pulling off all my hair because I've been told that it is terrible to have hair as a female. Right. And so I'm ripping you can't out my see body my hair. Because I'm so tired of shaving my <laughs> vagina. I'm so tired of it. And I just want it to be like clean and done. And so I basically ripped all my skin off and oh, no. no, 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 in a well, I mean in a oh, funny okay. good way. I thought it was taking so a So now turn. I'm hairless. And then I spent the rest of the night waxing like my legs and my arms and my armpit. I, I mean I went I went full hairless. Uh did you do your upper lip? No, I don't know if if the if the wax will pick up. The I don't know, but I used lip. three bags. I, okay, so I had two questions. Of ba- one of was wax one beads. wasn't a question, and one was how much wax did you use? Three bags of the beads of the, the size that I have. The size that you have, so it's like three ounce, uh-huh. three and a half ounce bags. <laughs> I used three of them, and I was scraping the bottom on the last one. Like, <laughs> oh god, I gotta get that last little bit. I gotta get it. I, uh, I could do a whole nother bag. I could. I could. I've been there. I have been there. I was like, do I wax my feet? Like, <laughs> I was like, I tried to do my toe ones. It didn't pick up the hair. What the fuck do you mean? I don't know. I could pull my toe hairs out with my fingers. The, Cut this out, Derek. God <laughs> wow, I can see him from here. <laughs> no, I pulled them out with my fingers, so you can't. All right, so the second thing I was going to say was, do you remember when we were in college oh, and God. you were waxing your vagina and one of our... Uh, acquaintances came and knocked on the door and talked to you for like 30 minutes and you had a wax strip on your vagina, but you, you weren't close enough to this person to no, be like, I don't remember this at all. Her name was Michelle and she was in a group project with us. The fuck are you talking about? Sir, you don't remember this? 
No. Okay, you're hurting. I, my feelings are getting hurt no, again. No, but you understand how I have my protective memory where I just yes. Stash I remember it away. you either call. I wasn't there. You called me, or when I got back into town, you were like, "So Michelle stopped by for about forty-five minutes. I was in my robe, had a wax strip on my coochie." And was it one of those like you it, warm it them like up the, from yes, each other? The Sally Hansen ones. Yeah, and then you mm-hmm. pull the pieces apart, and then they're each their yep. own separate thing. Okay. Yep. Because those were my jam, and they never fucking worked. I know. Why did I keep doing that? I don't know. They don't harden. It just is like sticky traps for mice <laughs> for my vagina. <laughs> the mousetrap. Oh, my God. Baby Rachel. I know. Stand I Standing there with really a wax strip on her vagina talking to a stranger. <laughs> yes. That, that it was baby Rachel's nightmare. Just that is what happened. Wax strip flapping in the wind. And I'm just sitting there going, I have a wax strip on my vagina. Yep. And that not, was, I'm nodding my sure head. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you, how yeah. you recounted the story. Uh, so okay god good times sometimes i wish i would remember all of those things a little bit like not in the brooks giving me a weird face i wish i could remember the amount of stuff you remember like an elephant because i forget everything that is painful (laughs) (laughs) and you remember all of it i don't think you do man I don't don't. think you do. No, I think I have a pretty good traumatic response, which is forget everything. Right. (laughs) Just totally disconnect. It it, it didn't happen. Scrub it. (laughs) Scrub it. Back to factory settings. That's all we need No, that's, I'm very good at pressing the reset button. Okay. Moving right along. Yes. Um, Do you want to do the, which sense would you pick to lose Mm -hmm. if you had to pick one? We got on the subject because we were talking about how Rachel and I are, and one of our other friends are interested in learning sign language. And uh, just haven't followed through with that. And uh, Rachel said something. I don't know. We talked about what sense we would have to, if we had to pick, which one would we lose? Yeah. Can I redo that? And you cut that out. That was really fucked up. I thought that was very normal, but go ahead. Okay. I'm going to take two. Let's do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, Derek. Are you going to pause it? Derek, I'm scared. Okay, well, every time you mess with something, I'm afraid that you won't tell us beforehand, and then we have to fuck it up and do it again. All right. I already said, which sense would you lose? Which scent? Scent. Sense. Dorime. Dorime. So, should we do which sense? <laughs> These are my favorite outtakes so far. <laughs> I keep me. wanting to say sense. Sense, like sensey. I know. Which s- sense? Sense. Sense. I've said it so many times now that it doesn't even feel like a word anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do which sense would you choose to lose if you had to pick one to lose forever? Okay. So in my head, when I think of which sense, no, I'm going to say it weird. <laughs> Which sense do I want to lose? Like the only two that I choose from are vision or hearing. Like when we were talking. You have got to be kidding me. No, that, that those are the only two. Where, no, those are not the two that I want to lose. I'm oh. choosing between the two. But it's like, oh, those are the only two I can choose. Like not like oh. taste or touch <laughs> or, you know, all mm-hmm. of that. But I, I think I would lose vision. You're high. You would no, lose- no, 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 I would lose hearing. Never mind. Are you sure? Cut that out, Derek. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How sure? many t- Should we take a shot every time we say, cut that out, Derek? 
I, maybe he should just leave that whole outtake. Yeah, in. no, I would I would lose my hearing before I would lose my sight. Okay, but those aren't the only. But I don't <laughs> care. I taste. My mom has lost her taste, and she's okay. So you would pick that one. Why are you punishing yourself by losing your hearing when you could pick? Because I like tasting stuff. I don't. Okay, like... okay. Just as long as you're okay with that, I just didn't want you to feel touch, pigeonholed. I, touch. I don't think I could lose that. I would hate that. I would hate yeah. losing that. Well, and what would that mean? Just in your hands? Would that mean that you can't feel when your partner hugs you? I and I also go into the, like the you know the the syndrome that people have that they can't feel pain and then you have to like check for broken bones all the time that you can't feel that you had broken your foot or okay. something weird happened so that's that's a real medical condition there it's actually okay so an issue but your mom lost smell too okay so yeah my mom lost smell which also which makes you lose her taste. taste okay because those two are connected like your taste In is like what like 80% of your your smell is like 80% of your right. taste or 70% or whatever it is. 60%. In this scenario, are they connected? So if I pick mm. one of those, do I have to lose the other? Is the other one dimmed down? I say no. Okay. So easy peasy then. I would lose. Scent. Scent. Yeah. Or taste. I don't know. No, I would never lose taste. I could not lose taste. I know. Because what my mom had said about taste is when she lost all of it, she goes, so... So my mom had a head injury um, where she had fallen, fallen down the stairs, broke her occipital bone, um, had brain bleeds and stuff like that. Um, whatever. She's fine now. Mm. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on a medical standpoint, we're cool. But uh, so she lost her sense of smell, which is called anosmia. And since you, when you lose your sense of smell, you lose most of your sense of taste. Um, and there was one day where my mom and I were at Panera. She got really sad because her, she couldn't taste her meal and she sat there and, you know, you get like a, um, like a piece of bread as your side or whatever. That's part of the thing you can get the baguette. And so she just had a like habit was cutting this bread, putting butter on it. And she was like, had this moment where she goes, I don't even know why I did that. I can't taste it. And I was like, okay. So like, and everyone you default to, oh, then I would, if I never tasted anything, I would just eat all vegetables. That's all I would eat. And I was like, oh mom, like, oh, that's, this is like my back and like my disordered eating when I was like, oh yeah, you don't have to eat anything that tastes good. You can eat the shitty stuff and you'll be great. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, no, it's more complicated than that because I thought that's how it would be. She was like, you miss textures. She oh. goes, I put, I cannot taste this butter, but I put butter on my bread because I miss the taste of butter on bread. I, I miss the texture of butter on bread. Like, I don't want to taste. Or just She didn't taste. But she's like, I don't want just the bread texture because that's a very dry thing. Mm -hmm. You're used to having butter on it yep. if that's what how you take your bread or how you do sure. your, you know, your rolls. And, uh... I had never thought about it since then. And so when people were like, oh, I could, I could lose my taste and I'd be fine. This is fine. I was like, no. Uh, firsthand experience, there's so much, there's so many more layers to that than anything. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think I could lose taste. I really don't. And I, uh, scent, Okay, then what maybe. would we, what would we miss the most? Say in our scenario, scent and taste aren't connected. What would we miss the most about scent? Mm, I think I could get rid of scent then. 
Well, because there are also a lot of things that I, I wouldn't don't want miss. to smell. <laughs> because also, on the flip side of my mom losing her scent, my dad was like, hey, I'm, mom really did lose her scent because I've been cutting farts and she doesn't <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> my dad's like, She's I will not fart. making this up. He's like, we'll be in a car ride and I'll <laughs> fart. And she, it smells real bad and she has no reaction. So she... The, the nose is broken. It's gone. It's <laughs> gone, guys. I did the test run. He's always just like, she used to yell at me real bad. She's and not then, faking it. And now she doesn't yell at me anymore, and I can fart whenever I want to. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a perk. So reel that in, Kev. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't miss a lot of really unpleasant smells. Think about it. You could go to public restrooms without getting, like, nauseous. Okay. Like, scented as. Yeah. Scent, okay. Scent is dead. Scent right. is dead. Okay. Do you cool. want to know one of Derek's biggest fears? Yeah, I do. It's getting bitten by the Lone Star tick and being allergic to red meat. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. The I Lone Star don't. tick. I know nothing about the Lone so Star this, tick. It's this. I hope I get bit by the Lone Star tick, so I'm allergic to red meat and I can stop eating it. No. So that is legitimately this tick. So the reaction to most of the time to this tick, not always, but most of the time is that you become allergic to, to meat, like red meat. Is it pork, D? Pork and beef. So basically you got chicken for the rest of your life. I don't even like chicken that much. I know. I guess you get into weird stuff like rabbit. I don't know. Ew. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's one of Derek's biggest fears. Yeah, getting bit by that tick. And it's like mm. it's like crawling into the Midwest. Literally crawling. <laughs> Mine's getting murdered by a man. What's it like being you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I don't kidding. know what my biggest fear is. I don't want to talk. You brought this up. Now I'm thinking about the things that I'm most scared of. Uh, I think I'm afraid of being a survivor and everyone else in my family dying. Oops. Yikes. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. Anywho. All right. So shall we do a therapy ba- uh, jamboree? Therapy jamboree. Therapy jamboree Coined time. It, we're done. Yeah. Yes. So Shit, should we talk about mine? what we learned in therapy this week? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know that you were kind of wanting to just water yours down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, I mean, a lot of times it's really heavy stuff. Yes. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, because I actually, like, I'm trying to think about what mine technically is. I remember what we were talking about that was what I you got remember. it. Okay. Yes. You want to go first or second? I will just get mine out of the way. Yeah, that's what I because was kind of thinking. Because at this point, therapy, therapy was really heavy for me this week, and that's fine, and I needed it. Um, but basically, what the biggest like aha moment that I had in therapy this week was that your support people or people that are there supporting you at an event at whatever you are, they're there to support you. You are not there to support them Mm -hmm. or to parent them or to they're, they're there for you. And it's, it's your time to, to receive the support and not get like, feel like you need to give it to other people. Like you need to be like, Oh, you good. Like, Oh, like you don't thank you so much for coming. Like it just means so much. Oh my gosh. Like, Oh, Oh, did you park really far away from this event? Did you, Mm. Oh my gosh. Did you like, uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of earlier. It is this or whatever, Mm. you know? And it's like, Oh, like, did you have a good time? Did you like that thing? Did this make you uncomfortable? Did this, whatever, you know, 
so it's basically like letting your support people support you without conditions. You, yes. And it's like, without, they are, they are there for them. you. Mm-hmm. And you, I guess I, what I kind of got from it was like, you get to be selfish in that, that time mm-hmm. that you can just receive it. I think the word selfish gets a really bad reputation. Yeah. Uh, because of the negative connotations, I guess, yeah. but being selfish doesn't always have to be a bad thing. No. Putting it, yourself first. This, no. You need this. And it's also not like you do this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not like I, but it's like this is one scenario where I'm going to work hard to put myself first. Mm-hmm. And that is an uncomfortable spot that I am not, com- that I'm not used to being in. That I'm like, yes. Something else you've said, because we kind of brushed over this earlier um and then we were like shut it down we'll talk about it on the podcast something that you said that struck me was the people that are truly there to support you won't make you feel like you owe them yeah they don't expect they don't expect that from you yes you don't need to check in with them during the event you don't it's not about them they are there self selflessly for you in that moment and that's like i heard my therapist say that and i was like i have honestly can tell you i've never thought of that what? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, mind blowing. Yep, that was one that I've been sitting on like a little, like a hen on an egg. <laughs> Just keeping it warm with your tush, and it's, and it's <laughs> cracked open into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. Be- I'm gonna do a painting of that if you don't mind. <laughs> I'll put it up for sale on the Patreon when we get one yes. launch. <laughs> it's just an, an egg coming out of your butt, butt and it's cracked open and then the bird has flown into your brain. And the, the yolk is just dripping into my ears. I'm going to call it bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. The good bird flu. Yes. No, I got I got a lot from that when you said that because I think that both of us have a really big issue with not being able to put ourselves first and we've really worked on that. So it's nice. I I, kind of worked on that with gift giving. There's someone in my family whose love language is gift giving. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn that I can take the pressure off of myself to respond in a certain way or to overuse a gift. Because when you get, I think we said this on a different episode, when you give someone a gift after it leaves your hand and it goes into their hand, it's not about you anymore. So it's kind of the same way, you know, you can accept this, you can receive love. Very Mm -hmm. cool. I love that. Yeah. I love it too. Okay. What is yours? Um, so I think I talked about this a little bit at the last time we recorded, but the hobbies thing. Yeah. So what happened for me was I have two therapists, um, (laughs) And Cause counting. Because she's that fucked up. <laughs> and I'm taking applications, baby. <laughs> Who wants to be number three? Pencil you in. Because <laughs> right now I've got Jamie, Jessica, and wine. <laughs> but so I've been... S- <laughs> Did you like that, that one? That tickled me. Oh, I like when you love As dogs. I... Can you get Ready? that bottle open? Derek, Ready? help her. Ready? Ooh. Oh, that was crisp. It was just the, the foil. Good. So uh, I recently started seeing a new therapist who does EMDR, and I think I mentioned that. Yeah. And so last week I went and checked in with my primary therapist because it had been probably six or eight weeks since I saw her, and I missed her. And eventually I want to go back to her. So I was checking in with her, with her kind of giving her, uh, gave her an update, and I told her about this revelation that I had about hobbies and. Um, how the things that I was naturally drawn to as a kid were not things that were really encouraged on Mm -hmm. me. And so I kind of learned that hobbies were what you did 
to get a good response from the adults in your life. Yikes, yeah. Right, so I've been re-exploring those hobbies, like things that I might want to be interested in as an adult, and she was telling me about this research, and she always does this. She's she's really smart, and she always says do you, things like, have you heard about this, this study, or have you heard about this researcher? And nine times out of ten, I'm like, no. Nope. Um, <laughs> and that was the case this time, and she said there was a study done about creatives, and they were kind of broken up into two different types. Uh, one type, and, and she said, I'm butchering this, so I'm going to, like, butcher it secondhand. Uh, <laughs> but you'll get the point. There, There's, like, the art creatives, mm-hmm. like the art medium, and then there's the multi-potential. Mm-hmm. So those are people that tend to be pretty good at a lot of different things. It could be singing, writing, um, yeah, all, you know, any other creative medium. And those people tend to have a really hard time sticking with something. That is me. I know. And and we were talking about that and how it related to me. And, and I feel like I kind of go back and forth between the two of them. Again, that's all I kind of retained in that moment. Yeah. I just, what I took away from it is she was very much validating towards me. Uh, but these just aren't things that you hear whenever you're a kid growing up. So you're like, oh, what's wrong with me if I don't fit into this certain category? Yeah. Or for me, and I think for you too, it's yeah. like, oh, I never stick with anything. I can't commit to anything. And it's because we have a lot of varied interests and we're decent at a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, but there's not one thing that really super stands out. So I don't know. It's it's just kind of hard. And also she talked about how in communities – um, she kind of said in the Midwest and she's like, I don't want to be uh, stereotypical or anything, but it seems like in the Midwest, the performing arts are not something that's encouraged no. unless you are a prodigy. Yeah. Unless you're very, very good. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, you got to go to Juilliard. Mm-hmm. You got to go all these different places. Oh my gosh. Right. And that's our like hometown star. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I've never really thought about it that way. And she said, you would you wouldn't really hear someone say to uh you know a six seven eight ten year old oh you're never going to be good enough at basketball or volleyball or baseball you should probably stop Just move and on pick. but if the kid was like oh I really want to I really like singing I really like acting they would say oh well you're not going to make it you need to pick a different this isn't going to go anywhere and isn't that crazy it's going to be fun for a little bit <laughs> right a lot of those things. And especially for men in that situation, too, like boys and oh, men. Oh, for sure. And any type of, like, you know, arts. Mm-hmm. It, I just, it, it gouges my heart out. Right. What these little boys are told and said, and that's why, oh, I, it just, it kills me. It kills me because I've heard of one of my, um, one of my friends, their brother got really into theater. Theater. The, the theater. I say it like that. Our lives one for the my, theater, one Rachel. <laughs> one of my friends' <laughs> brothers got really into theater um, when he was in high school, and he went like straight from like quarterback on the football team, and then he was like, "I'm gonna quit all these things, and I'm gonna go into theater." Because I love singing and I love acting and I love doing, creating the stages. What do you call that? Uh, stagehand. Uh, uh, doing the the um the the prop, backdrop, props. the prop. Not the, really the props, but so he's like an stage artist crew. also. Stage kind of, yeah. So he like created the like backgrounds and like the backdrops of mm-hmm. the whole. He liked doing all of that as well as acting, and he was like, "How am I gonna tell?" my parents that I want to quit football and something like track or something like that. And I'm going to 
switch and just become all I want to do is theater Mm -hmm. like zero to 60 here I am and they were fantastic about it oh that's great yeah no it was really really good um but I think about that all the time and he was terrified to talk to his parents about it or like that's kind of what the vibe I got but uh and now that's still what he does oh that's awesome yeah I think you know something that came up when I was talking to her was the idea that if you are doing basketball or baseball or a sport, it's like, okay, get them into T-ball, get them into batting practice, get, thing in, get, get them into pitching lessons. But if you have someone that comes up and is, likes to sing, taking voice lessons or acting lessons is not in the question at all. No. And isn't that really strange? It is. It's, it's just this idea of but the performing arts. Yeah, it's different. It, it also, like... It's different for females because I've known a lot of females that I grew up with that are like, oh, yeah, I have voice lessons tonight. Really? Yeah, but I also – that was like a very St. Catherine's thing to do. Like it was a very – like my grade school that I went to where like I had like probably three or four girls in my class that took voice lessons. Huh. And that's just what they did and like it it was like very normal to me. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe just different pockets of – Yeah. The country, but – different pockets of St. Louis even because that's where we're kind of based out of. So yeah. Yeah. I just, it it never occurred to me until I was 30 years old. If I want to pursue this hobby, I, it doesn't matter if I'm not super great at it right now, I could hone a skill. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. We feel like we've lost this window of opportunity. Like it's gone now Mm because we're not 14. Yeah. So crazy. So our bodies, our bodies are different. They are different. (laughs) Our bodies are different now, but it doesn't mean they can't do those things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Great. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I learned in therapy. I love therapy so much. Every week I say it. I love, I love therapy. I love my therapist. I already know what I'm going to talk with Jamie about on Friday and I'm super pumped about it. Well, I want to know. Okay. We can talk about it. Okay. Next time. Okay. What is it on the next on her agenda? I don't have anything else on miscellaneous right now. Oh, well, hey, I got something that grinds my gears. Can we just quickly Uh acknowledge um, shaving commercials where they don't use water or soap and they just (laughs) straight up shave their fucking armpits or their legs? With nothing. Do people do that? Do you do that? I have done it in dire situations. What happened? What was the aftermath? I don't have a negative aftermath. Oh. Uh, I have an okay one. Okay. So if I, sh- so I have dry shaved my bikini line with <gasps> the swimsuit on. Like, hot. oh my God. Yeah. Against the grain. And both of you are dying. Um, I don't know why I'm okay with that, but it was just like <laughs> done. And then I've done it to my armpits, like dry shaved my armpits. And I have a, mildly okay reaction to it but if i do it two days in a row like if i do it when it's very short and i just want to clean it up nope nope it's nick city (laughs) population me (laughs) (laughs) if i did that it would look like i had chicken pox yeah oh i've done that too it just bugs me. It's like these happy, happy women, and they're just like, uh-huh, let me take this dry razor on my dry pit and just swipe, <laughs> swipe, swipe. Oh, it's like nothing ever happened. I don't grow hair here. No. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Everyone does. Eric, did you have something to say? Oh, can I, can I veer? 
Do you actually? Do you already know what she wants? The story she wants to tell. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. Okay. So I was talking earlier about how Derek came home and I was waxing my vagina, (laughs) and so waxing my vagina, and I was like, "Hey, didn't text me," and he was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna take Leo outside. We're gonna go. You finish. That's fine. I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Cool. I'm like literally have wax on my butthole right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys." And so. What what was Leo doing in this situation? Oh no, I was waxing it was after he went to bed. But um so I was waxing my legs and my arms and Derek was like, What does that feel like? Does it hurt? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> You've had your back waxed like recently, very recently. Uh and I said I was trying to explain to him the difference the different areas and how much they mm-hmm. hurt on your vagina or like your pubic area for any human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, what about this part? And I was like, this part doesn't hurt. Like, so your bikini line, like, like your thigh, technically like your inner thigh doesn't hurt as yeah. bad as like the fatty part on top of like your, your pubic bone. Oh my God. And so that he was is... like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, let me do this spot and I'm going to do this spot. And you know, so I do his like, like bikini line. So like his like thigh. And he was like, that is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was like, looks like, fucking dead bunny on the on the <laughs> on the back of this wax strip but all right man and i was like waiting and he wasn't as bad as he thought and so i said oh you want to you want me to do a spot that i know doesn't feel good and he was like no Derek's said, like yeah let, let me I'm do it man. <laughs> and i can I take said, it i said Derek, this part hurts and i was you know pointing to like his pubic bone area and i said i'm just gonna do the top part it sucks. And he was like, that cannot hurt as much. And I was like, that's what I thought too, man. But let me slather it on. And so I did. And I ripped that son of a bitch off. And it was so goddamn, like, satisfying for me. Do you have any hair left? Could I do it? I would love uh, to get some rage out. No. He, did uh, you wax it all? No. <laughs> no, there's not enough. We need more wax. <laughs> no, there's not enough wax. Cancel my, all my appointments in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no so you <ye>, sorry <laughs> i'm not sorry but so he was like motherfucker oh my god and then, so he took a shower i guess and then it shaved and he goes oh my god i look like i have leprosy <laughs> they had these like angry red patches and then like kind of normal uh-huh. patches but it was like shaved one was wax and you know it's a different look to it it's, as well it's a different aesthetic really it's totally different and it was <laughs> the greatest and i was like i fucking told you that that part hurt like it took me so long to wax myself because i also had to pull my own hair out so that sucks but I remember getting waxed for our wedding. It was the only time I've ever gotten waxed professionally. And she was fucking efficient. She also stared at my butthole for like the whole time. So sorry to this lady. Like not like I, I paid her to stare at my butthole. I asked mine if my butthole was normal looking. Did you? What'd like she say? she's going to say no. Yeah. I mean, like, does she want a tip or not? Yeah. You tell me I have a weird butthole. You're not getting a tip. She was like, um, yeah, like it's normal. Like my, I just, it was panic. So I felt better because mine was a nurse. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. She was a nurse. And so she's like, Oh, I've seen lots of nasty, nasty fucking things. So (laughs) any, any normal healthy vagina, I welcome. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. (laughs) This is why I came to you. This is why I'm giving you my money. Okay. Are we ready to move on to our segment? Yeah. 
Do you want me to go first? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So I have decided to explain something that I'm really interested oh, in, no. but I don't know anything about. And that is mm. the art of tarot. Tarot cards. Tarot cards. Yes. Rachel hates it. Fuck no, it. Cut no, it, it is. Cut it. Not- <laughs> no, I have started to see that on TikTok. Is that how you did this? No? I what? People will do readings over TikTok. I have seen for that. For you. Yes. I have seen that. I've never done one before or like sat through it, but. Here's I think a- I'm just still too afraid to get it read because they'll be like, death. So and I'm like, oh, God. After tonight, you might change your mind. Okay. Sell I'm, me, baby. I'm going to give you your very first tarot reading. Shut the fuck up. Huh? Derek, did you know this beforehand? Fuck you guys. Would you like to hear the idea that didn't get picked? Yes. <laughs> Derek, Derek, oh, uh, sorry, no, that doesn't that doesn't no, interest me. Please Ma. go on with the no. Tarot. If, if you thought it was stupid, I'm just gonna say <laughs> boo. Derek, Derek doesn't want me to say it because he wants me to do it at another time. But we I we could do it at another time. But I don't think that it's good. Okay, so say whatever, it. I don't care. I'll still do it at another time. But I'm gonna say the first thing that I said that he wasn't super enthused about was Brooke explains the worst movie that she saw in 2020, which was 47 meters down, uncaged, a story about. Four high school girls that get stuck in an underwater cave and are hunted by a shark. That sounds stupid as It fuck. was the worst movie. Why did you give that any of your time? Because Nick told me that I, you're not going to watch that. And then he went to bed and I was and like, yeah, watched, I am. And I watched, watched it because that. I was fucking pissed off that he said that I wasn't, <laughs> you're not, you know, you're not going to watch it. And I said, yeah, I am. I want to watch, I want to watch a shark film. And he was like, you're not going to watch that. And so I fucking watched it and I regret it. It was a waste I, of time, and I it also gave me anxiety. It wasn't even scary, but then I still had anxiety. It was the worst of both worlds. I think I would just throw myself into the shark <laughs> in that scenario, but also I would throw myself into the shark if I had to be in a cave with four high school girls also. 100%. I would rather be eaten mm-hmm. than have to hang out with four high school girls. You know what? And not get paid. You know what, Rachel, though? <laughs> that sounds weird. It, that's my job. That's actually a, my job. This is a cheap shot because it was also a story about family Bonding and sisterly love and peer pressure. <laughs> oh my god! And there are a lot of lessons to be learned from Forty Seven Meters Down: Colon Uncaged, okay? <laughs> Which you can watch on Amazon Prime. I don't want to. For a hundred percent free. I don't want to. On your parents' Amazon membership. Okay, so <clears throat> back to the art of tarot. Read my cards. Tell me when I'm gonna die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself. I need you Am to. I? <laughs> Am I though? So, um, little known fact about me that I don't even know that you know. Did you know that at the age of around 12 or 13, I had a tarot card deck? And no. I. <laughs> How the fuck do I not know this? I used to sleep with them under my pillow every single night. <laughs> and I was really into tarot. And I never actually knew how to do it. I don't think I ever did one reading. But I had my tarot cards. My baby little Brooke mm-hmm. with their tarot, with their creepy cards. I made. Little witchcraft. With a little witchcraft girl. A little witchy bee. A little witchy bee. That's my <laughs> That's your my rap, rap name. name. <laughs> witchy bee. Witchy bee on the track. Hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? And that'll be you. Hey, you're like DJ Khaled. Like every time you're on the track. What's DJ up? What's up? What's up? Khaled. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I used to have my own tarot cards because uh, I, anything to escape my own reality when I was a kid. Did, okay, I have a question. Yes. 
Did your mom buy you those tarot cards? That I part, cannot see that happening. So I was going to add this part, but it, there's it's a little shamey. Mm. I think I begged and begged and begged and begged my mom, and she finally bought me some yeah. from Barnes & Noble. <laughs> but she wasn't happy about it. No. She she wasn't happy about most of my interests, Yes, it seemed. Um, but I did get them. I got them. And anytime I would look at them, I would go in my closet and shut the doors because I was so embarrassed. Like if one of my family oh, members no. would walk in, I know that's kind of sad. That's kind of dark. I thought that would be funnier. Um, <laughs> so moral of today's podcast, I had a lot of interests that were not approved, but always been interested in tarot. My initial thoughts going in were really similar to you. I'm like, oh, this is a way that people like to tell the future. But actually, that is a really common misconception about tarot. Okay. So I did a little bit of research. I hope that I retained enough to be able to give you a little bit of a taste. Yes. So it originated in the 15th century in Italy. And it actually started out as a parlor game. So it was basically just a card game. There was no sort of spirituality or occult uh, attached to it or symbolism or anything like that. And then it moved into France where I think that might be, who, whoever watches or listens to this can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I only had like 12 hours to research this, but yeah. it moved into France where it then started to change. And then over time, there was a um, an illustrator who designed a tarot card deck. And that was the, and she was the first illustrator that designed a deck that, that we would recognize with, Okay. All of the all the, the like cool the, the like uh, colors and symbolism and, and figures and stuff like that. Yes. So then it started to become part of different categories of spiritual practice. So there are people that use it in connection with the Kabbalah. There are people that use it in connection with um, witchcraft. You know, lots of different yeah. modalities use tarot, and there are kind of two different categories of people, two different types of reading, if I remember. Uh, one is that there are people that do future telling, which I think is called divination. Okay. And then the other thing, which I'm more interested in, which we're going to talk about, is you can use it to explore and reflect on your inner consciousness. So it doesn't have to necessarily be the reader who is telling you what the cards mean. It is, you'll... I'll like draw a couple cards for you and I'll tell you the symbolism behind the card. And then I'll ask you, Where does, does this, this mean anything to, to you right okay. now? Yes. And so there are different types of readings that you can do where, you know, you have a past card, present card, future card. Um, I don't know. All kinds. I didn't have a whole lot of time to look into actually how to do it, but that's what I like. And, and I, when I dug even further, I learned it's a really great way to get to bring things to your awareness <sighs> and have like really yeah. important conversations. It's kind of I was telling I was telling a client about this today. I was like, it kind of reminds me of EMDR. It's yes. kind of like anything your brain brings up is important information. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a lot better than to me. I, I would not want to ever be in a position where I was trying to tell somebody their future. Yeah. But if we can spur a really good conversation and you can Love bring some stuff that. up, that was really hard for you to talk about. Because I get that even with the future thing, when people pull cards on that, I'd be like, Oh, they could be talking about this mm-hmm. or this or this. And so like 
You're never wrong about the future cards, like, unless it's a death one, but then it can also be, like, the death of part of your life, mm-hmm. from, from what I understand. Like, there could be a death yes. of, like, can be the end of some era of your life or, yep. like, closing the end, a chapter. Closing a chapter, the end of a relationship. Mm-hmm. It could be all, it's not just, like, the end of your life. You are deceased now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of interpretation. I, what I understand is that there's a lot of interpretation to tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And so. I'm not as afraid of them, but it's like, but they do have that connotation, especially, in, I'm sorry, especially in the Catholic church when they're like, it's like a Ouija board. Like it's like, which I also a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that it is so cool. Um, and, and let me also tell you the reason why this came up. And I think that'll warm your heart even more. Um, so I've, I've been doing some, I guess it would be called parts work and therapy. And it is where I, identify different parts of myself so Mm -hmm. the inner critic is a part and it is the guy from courage the cowardly dog and i can have conversations with that part and talk about what i'm unhappy with and try to get it to take up less space but there's also this cool thing that you can do where you create your support team and you can pick out you know your protectors your advocates your wisdom figures and your comforters and i've been doing that my own personal work and I've also shared it with a couple clients and I was doing this with a client last night and she picked the hermit from tarot as her wisdom figure and she said she asked me she's like do you know anything about tarot and I said I didn't tell her that I had a tarot deck when I was in seventh grade but I said I'm really interested in tarot I'd love for you to share more and she said the hermit symbolizes um restorative alone time and Mm just, you know, trying to connect with yourself. Um, And then there's also a cool thing. If you deal a reading and the card is reversed, it means the opposite. Say that again. Okay, so if I deal, I don't know if that's what it's called, but if I deal your hand Mm -hmm. and I flip it over and it's the hermit, Mm -hmm. but he's upside down, it means isolation and withdraw, which is not the strength part of the hermit. The strength part of the hermit is like... uh, restorative alone time yeah and, like and, and just like independence and mm-hmm. just kind of retreating to to heal yourself yeah and that's just one example time for you yeah so one of them I, and i don't remember which one it might be the high priestess uh symbolizes intuition mm-hmm. and so if the high priestess or whichever one this is is reversed it is uh, not connected to myself you know resistant to change isn't deal it? me up I- scotty <laughs> deal me up scotty i just scared my cat it's so freaking (laughs) cool and so so she was saying so we went through that and she picked the hermit and then i said just so you know it's okay if these figures ebb and flow they can change over time sometimes if you call upon them to check in on to check in with them some of them might show up and some of them don't and she said i'm gonna get my tarot deck out and i'm gonna see if any of the other um uh figures fit better than the ones that i picked before and I was like, okay. that is so cool. I absolutely love it. So do you just shuffle these babies up and just yes. top five, top three? Sorry. So that part I don't quite Continue. know. But one other thing that's probably important for you to know is that there's two different parts of the deck. There's the major arcana and the minor arcana. The major arcana are all of the figures that you're used to seeing. So like the high priestess, death, the hanged man, um, uh, the empress, whoever and then the minor arcana are things like the the knight of swords 
or four pentacles or something like that. It's kind of like a standard card deck where you have the face cards and then the number cards. Mm -hmm. What was funny? (laughs) Four pentacles. I was like, (laughs) that's what they're called. They're coins, you bitch. (laughs) Four testicles. Four tentacles. So people are gonna come for us. I know this. they are. And who gives a shit? Let's I, go. I totally. And even before you said that, I totally. It doesn't matter. It. We are. We are not I, claiming to be experts on this. I it's just like, think it's really cool. And really you interesting go. and cool. And feed us more information. Yeah, I'm. I'm here give for us a, it. Give us a tarot for dummies. I'm totally here for it. Um, so would you like me to read you a couple of the yeah. descriptions of some of the major arcana? <laughs> Honestly, what I want to do is I want you to deal me a card, okay. do me a thing, and then explain it to me. So this is what I've been trying to Tell do. Tell me who I am. Okay. This is what I've been trying to do the whole time. So Derek, you might this might uh, be a little obnoxious, and you, you might have to edit some stuff out. So Because I didn't have enough time since yesterday to get a new tarot deck, because I don't have the one from seventh grade anymore. RIP. really sad. I know. It actually, I didn't think about how sad it was until now. Uh-oh. Um so I was looking for an online tarot apparatus. There has to be an app on your phone. I didn't even think about that. There has to be a tarot well, app. I've got one up right now. Okay. Okay. So hold on. The cards are being shuffled. You have to wait a few seconds. Okay. Okay. So now you pick 10 cards from the deck. Do you want me to pick them? I feel like I have to pick them. Uh, well, yeah. Right, I mean, I right, just didn't right, know. Right. Okay, well, I guess I'll bring my microphone with me. No, you don't have to. Just pick them, and then Derek can fast-forward it, because it's going to take you. Okay. They're not going to show you the... It'll show you for a second, and then it'll go away, so just hey. (coughs) All right, so now that you've picked your 10... Tell me what my life is. While thinking about your personal situation, (coughs) please choose three cards. One represents your past. The second your future, and the last, your dearest desire. Okay. So here are the cards that you need to pick from. What if I don't know who they it's are? It's okay, though? I think. So the past, the present, and the future. Wait, I thought the past, the future, and your dear, your desire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I don't know them. It's okay. Just Justice! You, you have to tap into your intuition. <laughs> Those pentacles will get you every time. Okay, so now that you have picked the three, which card would you like to have at your side during the coming weeks? Read them out. I don't fucking know. The two of swords, the two of pentacles, justice, the sun, the hanged man, the magician, or the eight of swords? Go magician. You know what? Why not? I don't know spice why. things up. I don't know what he means. Okay. There are now six cards left. Among them, some represent difficulties. Others represent opportunities or promises. Using your intuition, choose three that will be helpful to you. Okay. And I'll read them again. Yes. Two of swords, two of pentacles, justice, the sun, the hanged man, eight of swords. I'm going to go the sun, two of pentacles. She loves her pentacles. <laughs> and the, the eight of swords. Okay. Is that, another, is mm-hmm. that one? Okay. Okay. 
like no one else. These cards represent difficulties, but also challenges. You must eliminate one. The one you choose will not be included in the interpretation of your draw. Do you want to eliminate the Two of Swords, the Justice, sorry, just Justice, or the Hanged Man? A hundred bad guys with swords. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Aladdin, Derek. Fine. So the elements of your personality are the King of Cups, Strength, and Ten of Pentacles. So I'll read Strength first because Strength is in the major arcana. Strength, upright, which it is, represents strength, <laughs> courage, persuasion, influence, and compassion. I get that. Mm -hmm. So the picture of strength in this deck is a woman gently stroking a lion on its forehead and its jaw. I love cats. And even though <laughs> <laughs> big cat and love it, I love a cat. <laughs> she showed love us. a kitty. Ugh. But you know, even Sorry. though it's known for its ferociousness, <laughs> the woman has tamed this wild beast with her calming, loving energy. This is like when you wax Derek's dick. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was going to say, so we're, we're talking about me and Derek's relationship now. Yes. I tamed him. You done, tamed I done his, tamed him. This bush. Um, <laughs> the lion is a symbol of raw passions and desires, and, tame, and in taming him, the woman shows that animal instinct and raw passion can be expressed in positive ways when inner strength and resilience are applied. So I'm a feminist. <laughs> Surprise. A Surprise. Feminist. <laughs> She doesn't use force or coercion. She channels her inner strength to subdue and subtly control. Sometimes she uses to force and coercion. To subtly control the Derek. <laughs> Derek's the lion. <laughs> the woman wears a white robe showing her purity of spirit and a belt and a crown of flowers that represent the fullest, most beautiful expression of nature. I love all of this. I feel so powerful. I feel like. Are you accessing I, your goddess energy right now? I feel right like now? Leslie Nope after they. <laughs> after he makes this a painting? painting of her as a topless. Uh, centaur. Centaur. <laughs> that's how I feel right now. Continue. Oh, that's exactly what I wanted. That's the energy I want. We should have started with this. That is my energy. Yes. Over her head is the symbol of infinity. Representing her infinite potential and wisdom. Well, should I get this tattooed on my chest? Yes. Okay. Because this is everything I want to be. <laughs> and everything I am. And everything I am. And everything I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got the King of Cups. Let's look at the King of Cups. The Colossus of Clean. <laughs> <laughs> the King of Crash, man. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Colossus of Thought. When it's played upright, the King of Cups represents emotionally balanced, compassionate, and diplomatic. I Let's make sure I'm it was diplomatic. upright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, a bitch is not diplomatic. It's actually my least favorite thing to do. It was. They were all upright. Um, so, no. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let, me, let me read a little of the description. Yeah. I mean, some of those could fit. With all compassion. So it's describing the imagery on the deck. Okay. In the king's right hand, he holds a cup representing the emotions, and his left hand has a scepter showing power and control. Unlike the other cups, court cards, so like the knight of cups, the queen of cups, 
He doesn't look at his cup and seems to be focused elsewhere. Perhaps he has already mastered his emotional self and no. doesn't need to concentrate as hard on this facet of himself. Don't tell my therapist this. I'm pretty sure this well, was meant do, to be. Well, do, because she'll be like, no. That's no. That, Hold on. That's a no. All right, let me look. Let that's me see. Okay. Maybe you're trying to. and No, I am. That's why I'm but maybe you shouldn't. paying my therapist. What? Yeah, maybe, maybe you're not meant to. I'm not meant to master my emotions? Your, yeah. What is this about then? Hold on. I'm reading the last paragraph. So behind him on his right, a fish jumps out of the ocean, while on the left, a ship sails steadily despite the waves. These images show that this king stays calm and balanced, even in turbulent conditions, and has learned how to stay open to his emotions and unconscious impulses without being overwhelmed by by them. Well, I'm working very hard at that. Yeah, so that makes sense right now in your life. Yes. Okay. Other stuff, no. Tarot's real. Um, And then the other one was the Ten of Pentacles. Let's look at that one. Upright, the Ten of Pentacles represents wealth, financial security, family, long-term success, and contribution, baby. That is my little successful baby. Tell that to my student loan debt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, I'm going to need you to stop tearing yourself down here. No, it's fine. Is it? Oh, tell that to my student loan debt. Uh, Hold on. Uh Uh-oh, tell that to my bank account. It's okay. She's... She's yeah, okay. The working the, hard. The guy. So know. there's they're describing the imagery. A guy in the image, his successes and accomplishments are now providing financial security and certainty to his family. He can already see the legacy he has created. See, and so this is the thing. Sometimes I have to put it in perspective. I want for nothing. Mm-hmm. I want for nothing. Does it mean that I can buy every single thing that I want? No, it doesn't. But that's not realistic. For A, my age, B, my profession, (laughs) Uh, I make the joke that I married a mechanical engineer so I could afford to be a social worker. So it's a laugh 30% of the time. (laughs) Um, But no, I I want for nothing. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly. I have – and it's not even my basic needs. It's more than my basic needs are met. Mm -hmm. Like it it just is. And I think that sometimes in our – culture like the grind culture trying to just go 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 and get everything and do everything and have these material objects and do this you know you need this to be happy you need this to be happy and if you just get by that or you just have this so that is something that is ingrained so that's something in the tarot card that I I get that it's pushed on us so hard that you can make more do more be more Mm -hmm. successful and realistically, when I take a step back and look at things, it's like, oh, would I love to have my student debt paid off? Yes. Would I love to have my car paid off? Yes. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> just, just help us out. Help them. But um, it, realistically, this is all very normal for my age group, mm-hmm. and I – I'm okay with this and I take a step back and go, this is very normal and it's, I'm still very comfortable. So then let me read you the last sentence about (laughs) the 10 of pentacles. Please do. So the image on the card is a family. And so they're talking about like the wealth Mm -hmm. of the family. It says their wealth goes way beyond material comfort. The man and his family have a deeply rooted connection to their lineage, home and community. Mm. I like that. So I'm more family-oriented. I would have 4 billion kids if I could afford them. (laughs) 
not so right. good. A uterus can't spit them out. Do you want to hear your predictions for the month of October? Yeah. All right. That is the magician, the sun, the two of pentacles, and the eight of swords. So I say I'll read the two face cards because they're kind of fun. Okay. And then if we're still wanting to hear it, because I, d- I don't know if I'm losing you guys. I want to bored. hear all of it. Okay. Okay. So the magician will go. We got to go back to the major arcana. Come on. So this is just for my month. Mm-hmm. Well, not the personalities part. This next part that I'm reading. So there were three cards that represented your personality. And then there are four cards that they drew um, to represent your predictions for the month. Ooh, I love this. I know. It's so fun. Tell me about my life. All right. The magician represents when, when he's upright. Let me make sure. I think all of them are. I don't think this online app does upside down ones. Okay. They're all upright. The magician represents manifestation, resourcefulness, power, and inspired action. I, if I am nothing, I am resourceful. <laughs> A bitch is resourceful, right, D? You tell me that all the time. The number of new beginnings. Oh, sorry. The magician card is numbered one. Okay. So the one before the magician is the fool. I know that. Irrelevant to this. <laughs> the magician card is numbered one. The number of new beginnings and opportunities. He stands with one open arm stretched upwards towards the universe and the other pointing down to earth. Okay. His positioning represents his connection between the spiritual realms and the material realms. Okay. The magician uses his, this relationship to create and manifest his goals in the physical realm. He is the conduit that, con- that converts energy into matter. The magician's robe is white, symbolizing purity. That's the second time you've got a card that said, who was it, the... A, a bitch is not pure, so <laughs> that is wrong. And his, but his cloak I'm is straight up muddy. His cloak is red, representing all of the wine we've drank tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and also the worldly experience and knowledge. Okay, on the table, this, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. On the table in front of him are the four symbols of the tarot suits: a cup, pentacle, sword, and wand each symbolizing one of the four elements, water, earth, air, and fire. It is also a sign that he has all the tools and elements he needs to manifest his intentions into being. I love that. Above his head is the infinity symbol. That was the second time. And around his waist is a snake biting its own tail. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Both of which signal that he has access to unlimited potential. And in the foreground is an array of foliage and flowers symbolizing the blossoming and fruition of his ideas and aspirations. God damn. October's coming up all, Rachel. Do you need me to read any other ones? Do you need to push me down a little bit? <laughs> Give me an upside down devil card. <laughs> you didn't get death, the devil. Not that those are necessarily bad things. No. Uh, but you got, so here's the sun. So, so let's read the sun. When upright, it signifies positivity, fun, warmth, success, and vitality. In the foreground, a young naked child is sitting on top of a calm white horse. The child represents the joy of being connected with your inner spirit, and his nakedness is a sign that he has nothing to hide and has all the innocence and purity of of childhood. There's no purity. There's so much purity in your life right now. No, there is there is zero purity. Pure. You're so pure. There is zero purity. I can tell you that honestly. No, no, that's like calling me organized. (laughs) <laughs> Two of pentacles. All right. Upright, it symbolizes multiple priorities, time management, prioritization, and adaptability. 
In the Two of Pentacles, a young man dances while juggling two coins in his hands. The infinity symbol links the coins, suggesting that this man can handle unlimited problems so no. long as he manages his time, energy, and resources well. So that d maybe doesn't sound like you, it's but not. maybe that's something that could help you if you focused on it in October. I don't know. I need to focus on it. I don't want to focus on it. So, I hate time management. So let me read this last sentence. Tell yeah. me how it, how it hits you. In the background, two ships sail in the high seas, bobbing up and down on the huge waves. Another sign that the ups and downs of life are manageable with focus and attention. So if you don't want to focus on That's them. That's something that I really struggle with. Mm -hmm. That's why I take Adderall. <laughs> so. Adderall. <laughs> I helped you pass Chem 1 in college. Do you think they would sponsor us? <laughs> this, this brought to you by... This tarot Adderall. reading brought to you by... Microdosing meth. Adderall. <laughs> Do you want me to read the Eight of Swords? It's your last one. Yes. I mean, we might as well. Upright symbolizes negative thoughts, self-imposed restriction, imprisonment, victim mentality. Shit. Really fucking coming at you hard yeah, there just, in the end. Build me up to tear me down. <laughs> all of that makes sense. All right, so th so this is very short. The Eight of Swords shows a woman bound and blindfolded. Eight swords surround her, seemingly trapping her in place, a symbol of the limiting thoughts, beliefs, and mindset that prevent her from moving forward in her life. However, look closer. If the woman removed her blindfold, she would quickly realize she can escape her predicament by letting go of her limiting beliefs and establishing a new, more empowered mindset. The water pooled at her feet suggests that her intuition might see what her eyes cannot. Yeah, that's something that I'm working on. Um, that I'm talking to my therapist about. Uh, Just take off your blindfold and look at the puddle at your fuck, feet. Fuck, my, my water puddle. <laughs> my water puddle of you possibilities. Pee, did you pee yourself? Yeah. Look into your Maybe. Urine. If that's what you wanted me to do. Yeah. Okay, so how do you feel about that reading? That's the very first tarot reading I've ever given. I really like that. Uh, thanks to biddytarot.com. Go. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, I I think that I could probably chew on this for four hours <laughs> and stare at it. Um, I really like that. It's it's not scary. Like a, not, not that I thought it was scary, but mm -hmm. it is not the doom and gloom like I thought it was. And I, even if it was kind of doom and gloom, that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I'm okay with my negative cards i had like one but uh i it's something that i for sure know about and have been working about mm -hmm. working on wow working on for the past Are you buzzed? few months yes i am so am i cheers fuck yeah clink but uh i enjoy that and i want to get a physical deck of cards now mm-hmm I know which that's what we're going to be doing on Friday nights now. I know what deck I'm going to buy, so I will send it to you. I've done some research on it, and I know which one is the best to start out with. Okay. So I'll send it to you. Fuck yeah. Yep, you can get it on Amazon for $19. I love that, and it also scares me. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap. Appreciate it. Appreciate you.
Thank you guys for tuning in. For the ramblings. For, yeah, the ramblings. Still don't know what our niche is going to be, but mm. hopefully we'll find it along the way. Yeah, tell us what it is. Yeah, tell <laughs> us. Leave us a review. Just, yeah. But, like, make it five stars, but then you can still critique us in, in, the, in the text. Yes. Just give us the five stars. Also, we have an Instagram now. Oh, yeah. Well, should we talk about it? Because we haven't posted anything. No, but by the time that this airs, maybe we would have posted something. Yeah. So check out our Instagram. Teach it's us. popping. <laughs> It's not popping. It's popping. It's popping. It's popping. Poppin'. <laughs> um, no, we got to talk about that. It's so the, the no. We're not telling them yet, are we? No, we have to. If I said Instagram, I'm not going to not oh, okay, say the okay, handle. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I just I had a mental breakdown so and I'm super vulnerable th- right now. The name is probably fine pod. At probably fine pod. <laughs> yes. Which is self-explanatory. I'm just and it's. On Instagram. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's all I've got. We'll probably have a Gmail. Oh, write yeah, us some write us some weird shit and we'll talk about it. We so sure fucking will. We will find we will find find make a Gmail and tell you about it later. Okay. We have to so go. Fuck. We have to fucking go. But yeah. Find us on Instagram. We will make a Gmail, probably link it in the Instagram. Um <laughs> and <laughs> swipe up to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking dead. I'm <laughs> so I have to see my skincare routine. <laughs> oh, I'm so sweaty. So sweaty. God, there's so much needs to be cut out of this yeah. episode. Derek, make it happen. Love you guys. But it's gold, but it, it's don't ever let it see the light of day. Love you guys. All right. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>